Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening, except now it's the Garden Mama Show. Guess what? We're going to cut new things. You're going to get to hear the phone number, the text line. He doesn't know any of this. Good morning, Lance. <laughs> Good morning, Garden Mama. For those of you who leave this station on all day and all night, and we thank you very, very much for doing that. You just heard him. He's <laughs> this is the man of all many, many hours now, and that's great. Thank you. Oh, I'm not complaining. I love it. No, you wouldn't, I, and I appreciate that. It's nice to have a you know a wonderful mission that you're motivated by. Exactly. And get to do a, so many wonderful variety of things well and that's really what keeps it interesting isn't it yeah well that i get to do gardening with you to start out this is how i look at my week you know i, I got saturday is how i start my week mm-hmm. and i get to start it with you so that sets the tone for the rest of everything i have a day in between there sunday where i get a little day off but i get buddy after you so and then mondays is gallo and then mm-hmm. you finish the week kind of with football on friday night so you got to put it into perspective you know well and that's really <laughs> the way the fall goes we we do get up in the morning and garden but by afternoon and evening we're pretty much more interested in well, I don't know, football, baseball, soccer, you name it. We've got other things. That's why we always try to say around here occasionally with uh, appreciation to producer Herring that was here for a long time. We have sports and horts here in the morning hour, in the very, very early morning hour. You know what veteran gardeners t- say? They say, put on your hat. It's hot out there. You don't want to get your head sunburned. And besides that, your shoulders, too. So get a really big hat. Someone sent me that note yesterday, and I said, that's a good idea. If you have, uh, you know, if you have the sprinkler turned on, why not run through it? Nobody's going to laugh at you. They're all going to say, you know, I wish I was over there doing that. Because <laughs> so, it's a really good t- kind of weather for keeping a little bit cooler than you might have. The third point of view here was to say get out in the early morning, get a wet rag and put it around your neck, wear loose clothes or none at all. I do not actually condone the last part of that, the none at all part, simply because there are way too many bugs at my house. But maybe your house is different. You might be able to get away with that. That's what those veteran gardeners are telling me this week. You can tell me whatever's on your garden mind. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the Super Talk call line. The Ceasefire text line is always available to you when I'm here. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. You know we've. Uh, Every now and then, y'all are, y'all are very nice to me. You're very kind to me, and you let me get back into the Wayback Machine and talk about things in the fossil record that have a little bit to do with plants and one thing and another. I wanted to start today with who knew? When we look back, if you ever think that the that the, the shows that show you all about the DNA that they go and find and that links them to something that happened 40 or 50 years ago and it seems so incredible, well... 
From the University of Oxford comes the report today that currently housed at the National Museum in Denmark, there's a clay brick, 2,000-year-old clay brick. That's not so unusual. There are some of those. But what they have found is that it has an inscription in cuneiform, which, of course, is no longer a language that is used. But because we have the Rosetta Stone, we can translate it, and we understand that it says the property of the palace of so-and-so, the king of Assyria. So this is the real thing. However, they were digitizing the surfaces and so they can study it in a model, okay? What did they find out? Well... They found 34 distinct taxonomic groups of plants in this brick. Believe you me, the whole world has just opened up for the, the researchers to study two, more than 2,000-year-old clay bricks and be able to get DNA from them. If you had told me that a few years ago, I would have laughed at you and said you've been reading too much fiction. But, you know, we live and learn, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good morning, Trey. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Trey knows I wear glasses and glass glasses and with the lack of them humor is always a good way to start the day since I'm one of those people that really shouldn't get out of bed without putting my glasses on because I can't see anything. But today Trey is letting us know that uh, she says to him, Put on your glasses, Mel. You just planted a row of M&Ms. <laughs> it's been known to happen. Yes, it has. I hope that you're having an equally humorous morning today. And if you're not, we'll try and brighten it up for you, give you some something to giggle about or at least something to say, you know, I ought to grow that. Or I wonder why those people grow that. We also do that around here sometimes. I call a little bit of it forensic horticulture because sometimes what you're asking me is, what happened? And one of my favorite what happened stories always comes along at this time of year because the answer is two-thirds of the time you didn't water. Now, what am I talking about? In this particular case, I'm talking about shrubs that are dropping all of their leaves. And in fact, in a place where there has been temperatures over 100 degrees for days on end and places where there has been nighttime temperatures in the upper 70s and 80s and even higher than that, with no rain in sight for more than a month, I've told you that your hollies, your camellias, your azaleas are going to have a real hard time getting their flower buds set if if they are not able to get a little bit of water during this very, very dry period, and that has to come from you. But there are other things. For example, in this case, it was spireas that she sent me a picture of, and even hydrangeas that are not in full sun, but have dropped every leaf because they are they, they do have spots on them, but I really don't think that it was a leaf disease that caused the problem. I think we had a bigger problem, which was no water, no rainfall, and no water. So, <laughs> good morning, Andy. That's a nice compliment. Very nice. I hope your hope your life is going equally well today, and that you too have lots of energy for things. It's delightful. I wanted to talk just a little bit about what's going on. This is August, and we think of it even though, yes, I recognize that we're not getting enough rain to do all the things that we want to do and that the temperatures are a little higher than we would like, but I still need to bring the information to you so that as soon as things get right in your your area, you will know which of the fall vegetables to go ahead and fool with and which ones to maybe leave for next spring. 
this is indeed the the last call for a few things and i don't know i don't know if i'm going to get any of these planted but you know we we do in august put in cucumbers and we put in bush beans and you know that sort of stuff there's a lot to do and a lot to to care about but the very last point at which we can do those and think about getting them into fall into harvest for example the squashes that have a slightly shorter time than most winter squash like spaghetti squash you could still be planting that but you're at the very edge of it so depending on where you live you may or may not be able to get the squash to make for you if you have started your seeds or if you have seen the plants in the garden centers for the coal crops for are pretty much what's out there first broccolis and cauliflowers that sort of thing sometimes brussels sprouts and kohlrabi some oriental cabbages maybe this is really the time to get them and even if you can't plant them today start growing them if they're tight in their little containers because they've been in there since they were grown you know they may already have little roots coming out the bottom or something move them up to a slightly larger container if you can't get them out into the garden yet and if you do get them out into the garden you're going to need to shade them a little bit at this very beginning while it's still so hot. The way I like to do that, it frankly, is is the – I think of it as the George Jetson way of gardening. I put up a, some shade between the end of the little area where they're planted and the west, so they're getting morning sun, but they get that other – it turns into a little bit of a filter. And then, of course, because you've always got to think about the water, I set up the sprinkler on a timer so that it comes on at noon. Because I'm going to water the the garden, but I need to cool it off when it's this hot and I'm trying to grow the things that we want to be putting in for the fall. It's also time right now to get all of those things in, including parsley and cilantro, really. And we just haven't haven't had enough time to do it because it's been so warm. We haven't had the, the energy, really, I should say, not the time. But you can go ahead now with radishes again. Um, it's time to start up again with some of our kales and collards even at, at this particular point, as well as mustards and turnips. So whatever it is that you're doing, we can talk about it. There's there's some shrub work that you might want to consider. There's still people with dead limbs coming out of the top of their azaleas, and yes, you can cut those off. You're not going to prune the azalea now, but you can take off that that kind of I don't know. If, you, if it hasn't sprouted by now, it's not going to. Let's call it dead. It's dead growth, and it needs to get off of there because it's, it's actually going to turn into a, a problem for the rest of the plant. Not that it's going to start to grow again. It just limits the, what the rest of the plant can do. I'm looking at my chase tree today, and you probably are too because the bumblebees have taken them over. Um, that It's a really, really beautiful opportunity for you to go out and watch them watch you. It's kind of fun. <laughs> for those of you who are joining us today, and I hope you are, um, supertalk.tv, there's some good pictures going up because Lance is getting all of that wound up for us so we can talk about it and look at it and, and admire what y'all are doing. <laughs> A few pictures of mine, but mostly yours. <laughs> That's what we're doing today. Oh, nasturtiums. Well, the nasturtiums didn't come up, and I dug the seeds up. You know, sometimes when you, you have seeds that don't come up, you, you you know, I mean, they were old, but I did soak them. I did what I was supposed to do. However, they did not make it, and I don't know if they just got too hot or if they got too dry or if they got too something else in in, in storage. 
But I will tell you that nasturtiums are one of the best things to plant at this time of the year because they're going to bloom very quickly. They're almost as fast to produce as radishes. Of course, radishes only take about 30 or 35 days, depending on the variety and also depending on the the conditions at the time. If you plant radishes when the days are no to, no warmer than, say, 40 degrees, it's going to take a lot longer than it would at this time. But nasturtiums are one of those plants that we don't necessarily think about because they're not perennial and they're not necessarily a, a great cut flower and but all these other reasons. But they're a wonderful plant for the edge of the container to let them fall out the side if it's the shorter ones or to put into a bed with, say, a, a tomato cage or something if they're the taller ones. They're very, very pretty, and they actually bring you a whole lot of interesting flowers that you wouldn't say otherwise. You wouldn't see rather otherwise. Now, I have been saying I'm going to go ahead and get controversial, y'all. Just stick with me. Drink your coffee slowly. When I arrived here in the state of Mississippi to live many years ago, I was frankly surprised that. There was not more irrigation in place across our state because we have so much farming and so much forestry and so much agriculture and horticulture and one thing and another. And oftentimes the limiting factor is indeed how much rain falls. So if we're not gathering the rain that falls to the excess or if we're not digging a well or doing something so we can get water to the crops – we find ourselves in a position that, unfortunately, all these years later, we're finding ourselves in in the area of our state south of Interstate 20. Now, I'm not going to give you a lecture on why you should do this. I'm going to give you something that might be a solution down the way. The reason we don't have irrigation is because it's expensive. It takes a whole lot of management. And quite frankly, your payoff may or may not be as great as it could be. I'm, I disagree with that point of view, but there, that's one that is made sometimes is that it's not worth the investment. I'm, I beg to differ. It's, it's just like building up healthy soil. Over time, it makes a difference, big difference. So the International Institute for Applied Systems Analysis has done something that I have wanted to do. If I was a smarter person, I would have already done it, but I I didn't because I'm not. It's a standalone solar-powered irrigation system. Hello, I'll take three. I mean, you know, everybody here would do that, right? It's a it's a simpler system to maintain. It's intended for sub-Saharan Africa, so it's not going to have a lot of expensive parts to it. I'm telling you. We can figure this out. We have problems in this world. We have problems that are insurmountable. We have other ones we can figure out, like how to feed people. We can do that. Speaking of missions, <laughs> don't let, I'm going to get down off of the soapbox now. So, Oh, my goodness. Yes, indeed. Have you seen the tropics? <laughs> We're going to get something. And then if... Um, my friends that are living in the panhandle of Florida are probably battening down even already because they're talking about Monday, Tuesday. That comes quicker than you think. And um, we're gonna, we'll be knowing a whole lot more about all of that. Interesting things today in the, the world of garden, horticulture, science, things that caught my eye. Um, we're going to talk today about concrete. <laughs> That's right. It's a very concrete thing. Ever since Trey sent the clever tip about growing chives in cinder blocks along the side of your raised bed, which kind of helps to control them because, you know, chives will go everywhere. 
oh, they'll come up in anything. But it's a really good way to do that. And so I've been thinking about cleverer ways with concrete. Then I had to move some cement blocks this week. And once again, as I always figure out, I'm always moving the heavy ones. I have some that are heavier than others, and those are the ones I always end up moving to the other project. Why is that? How does cement work? What are we going to do about all that? So I have that information for you today. Also, some researchers from Queen Mary University in London are, uh, well, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but they say they're going to change the way we look at the universe by looking at a cup of water. Okay, I'm I'm there. We're, we're going to check it out. We're going to see how that one comes out, too, because there's a lot of stuff in this world that wants our attention. We're going to um, make cleaning water that works better. See, I told you the American Chemical Society was just giving us everything we needed to know and more about a lot of things, and that is certainly one of them. I am supercapacitors and concrete and just the things that they study, everything from lampshades to magnets. Do you remember the first time anybody gave you a magnet to play with and you discovered that? might have been one of those little those old games, you know, that has the magnet in it. In my case, it was my grandfather trying to get me to stop bugging him. <laughs> he put the magnet down with a bunch of things that I could play with. But it's something that you, 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 you take it for granted after that, but you probably shouldn't. Because there's a lot to think about. Well, I know what we're going to do. We're going to go away. We're going to come back. But first, Lucinda's going to help us because we've all, well, let's face it, we got to get right. you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director at the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency works to help those we serve prepare for today and also plan for the future. One way we do that is through the Mississippi ABLE program. This program provides the opportunity for individuals with disabilities to invest their money in tax-advantaged accounts without the fear of losing public benefits. You can learn more or sign up by visiting MississippiABLE.com. That's MississippiABLE.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at MyElementWealth.com. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down! At the UPS store, you can ship it all. We're your bulky sports equipment shipping store. Your heavy luggage shipping store. Your fancy art shipping store. We're even your, I can't believe it's already time for back to school shipping store. So visit your neighborhood We Ship It All store for dependable UPS shipping with easy to use tracking and competitive rates. The UPS store, be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. if you want to dance we like that come on out out there on the porch we see you some people got a glass of iced tea some people still drinking coffee some people have already gone out and pulled the weeds and they're ready to settle back down however that is i'm garden mama and this is your show so thank you nice pictures where'd you get those i don't know where those came from But they're beautiful. The backyard, thank yeah, they you. They are beautiful. That, that, by the way, is the mother of millions. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's... It know. shouldn't be. It's actually mother of thousands. But in this case, it's. The, I wanted to remember to tell people, if you're growing mother of thousands and you have it coming out of another container, as we usually do because that's where they show up, 
put yourself another saucer or something, you know, some kind of plant saucer next to that at this time of year with a little sand in it because those flowers are going to make plants. They're going to drop off, and you'll have a 100 that you can share with your friends or, you know, grow yourself if you just let them. you got to give them a place to come up. Otherwise, they're going to fall down on the ground and come up in your lawn, and then you'll bow them over. You don't need to do that. Well, and we're uh, also displaying your photography skills, which we'll be displaying more in the future. Yes, sir. She's been doing some videos for us, and it's going to be a lot of fun cutting these little pieces and tips and things like that to add to what we're doing here and and her expertise. And you'll get to hear her a little bit more talking and giving yes. tips. And well, thank uh, you for doing that. Oh, it's, it's a, a it's blast. A lot of work, and you're, it's, you're, it's you're fun. taking it. And I appreciate it. But I hope that it'll turn out in in a way that you're happy, Garden Mama, because. It's uh, it will be. We all know you, when I'm not happy. Yeah, I'm a real we, pain. We, we do not want that. And that would no, you really, uh, your your standards high. You know, and if you, you go over to your your yard now and take a look, and Will and I, we were laughing with you the other day when we were up here cutting some stuff, mm-hmm. and Will was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my goodness, how are you doing this?" And you said, "Water, water." I said, "Yeah, but that's that's not all there is to it because I've watered and watered and watered. <laughs> There's a there You're is definitely nice, a skill set to this that." Uh, we're all learning. From uh, the, the good news is mine is so much better this year than last year. That right. when, when well, folks come and, water, when, when folks come to Bottle Tree to the, to the garden tour in October, there may actually still be something left to look at. I'm hopeful. I'm well, hopeful. it looks great, and I, I'm going to say Thank if you, you have an opportunity to make it out to the Bottle Tree Festival, uh, hopefully we'll have a we're going to have a good time. we're going to have a good time, and you'll see a, a, an amazing yard of just a and, and a trust me, mine will be the least of it. There's some beautiful gardens in Fondren, and and people that. You know, take better care of them than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Unlim- so, unlimited time and and resources. Well, uh, well it, it's a my my garden is a garden of plants. It's not a landscape, so there's not actually a maintenance schedule that would work for it. I just kind of bang away at stuff because I'm always trying something different, and that's what I like about it. But it doesn't make for the most peaceful tour. We have some other gardens in Fondren that will give you the vibe of, oh my goodness, I wish mine looked like this. You're not going to feel that way from coming to see mine, but you will get to see my projects, and that's that's fun to me. Now, this is a really good question. I trimmed this crepe myrtle after it bloomed, and I. And this is Tricia. Thank you for sending this beautiful picture. She, it did bloom. It did. Yes, indeed. And I'm so very happy that um, that it worked. This is the best single tip that I have ever given to anybody in my life is as long as your crepe myrtle is short enough to reach, clip the first flowers off when they fade because then you'll get more flowers later on in the summer. And Tricia has done this exact thing. This is the what this is the tip that I gave to Mary Whedon that caused her to say I was a good gardener on her radio show. <laughs> so now that we're we're talking I mean it's not one of those things that's gonna go away. You can't reach up and take the flowers off of a thirty foot tall crepe myrtle. But when you're growing a variety that's, you know, about the height of your eave of your house, you can get a long-handled pruner or you can stand on a rather low lighter, low ladder and do that trimming, and then you get a whole another set of flowers. It's just beautiful. Really, really lovely. Good job. I like that. Let's see. I don't know who this is, but we'll just say that it's Barry in Belzona wants to know, how do you grow roses from seeds? How difficult is it to do? Depends on how much time you have. It's a long time but from seed to flower, like five or six years. But 
um, you you can certainly do that. The the rose hip is the flower structure. That's what we form on the tips if we don't prune the dead the roses as they are deadheaded, needing to be deadheaded. If we don't do that, then they form the rose hips, which of course the birds eat, and then the birds take those out into the wild. That's why when you look, sometimes there's some roads. For example, there's some beautiful. Queen Anne's Lace with red roses that are just climbing all over the place on the roadsides in parts of Mississippi. And those are bird planted. Nobody plant, nobody went out there and did that. And, and that's one of the lovely things that does happen. So yes, you can order seeds. Not every rose comes true from the seed that you either harvest or the one that it produces in any circumstance. But that's some of them do. And so yet yeah, would be it would be beginning with a process that probably takes about six months to get them to germinate and come up. And then it's a long, very slow process to grow them. But they'll grow. You can certainly do that. It might be a very interesting thing to do it. All right. Okie doke. This is interesting. Um, let's see. Derek's in Greenwood. Good morning. And he says, how can I give my brother some cuttings from a rose that's not really a bush? It's more like long stalks. <laughs> well, that's actually what you want, as a matter of fact, is the long stalks. I, he says it's over 100 years old and there's some planted all over the state. The best time to take cuttings from a rose that's currently growing like this is when you can bend that top six inches or four inches, depending on how much you can handle, if it will bend without breaking. New growth that bends without breaking. If you sniff it snaps, it's too mature. It's not going to root very well. But if it will bend without breaking, you can probably get it to root. So you can try that then. If that doesn't work, if it's too far gone right now to root, then wait until time to prune it next February. Oftentimes those canes, because they're dormant, they will root quickly. And it's also another point where you'll want to shape the plant up and you'll have plenty of material to root. Okay? Good question. Sometimes that's hard, you know. Betty says that she wants to plant lantana next spring. Any advice would be appreciated. Well, the um, the best thing about lantana is that as long as you've got hot and sunny area and don't water too much, you'll be able to get it started. When you, I would plant it as early as it's available at the garden center in your area, which in Hattiesburg is probably going to be very early March. And I would plant them then, and I'd make sure to water them really well if the spring is not rainy, because you want them to get established. It's another plant. I I talked with you all last week a bit about adventitious roots. Those are the ones that are very fine, and they shoot out close under the surface of the soil. They're not like a taproot. They're not like a tree. They're not like, you know, a carrot. But they're, they're, they're called adventitious because they take advantage. That's not actually why they're called that, but that's why I call them. That's why, what I say about them. They take advantage of the circumstances of that looser soil on top. And they get underneath the other roots of the other plants sometimes, but oftentimes if there's other things crowding them around, the adventitious roots will just come out on the surface. You've all seen that in, for example, tomato plants or even poinsettias and things. So one of the the things about lantana is that it will do that, but it will also root deeply. I have lantana that was in my house when I bought it in the 90s, and it still blooms every year. It It's a wonderful plant, but I know for a fact that it got well established because it's where the rain falls off the roof. 
So it it got watered in real, real well in its beginning of time. And, of course, over time, it's basically growing in gravel now. And it goes ahead and drains well, which it also has to do. So find yourself a place that's hot, that's sunny, that you can get water to, but not that you don't want it. You don't want it like included in your irrigation system if you have one for your perennial bed of, of flowers and stuff. This is a different sort of plant. It's going to get woody. And it's going to be perennial, and it's a beautiful, beautiful plant. So I hope that'll help. Hattiesburg's a great place to grow lantanas. They they get big and they attract every butterfly. All the skippers particularly like them. Now, so now that you've grown that beautiful bed of flowers, how do you know when to cut them, especially in hot weather like this? Well, if you know it's going to rain. Now, last night I heard the thunder. I did not get any rain. I'm hopeful maybe in a few days. We'll see. We'll cross our fingers for that. But if you know it's about to rain, you should go ahead and enjoy cutting the flowers, whatever's going to get damaged by a big storm, okay? But on the other hand, if you have people coming for dinner or if you're trying to set a table or if you just want to feel better after work in the afternoon in your own house, wait until then to cut them. Now, I do like this tip as well, which I did not invent, but which I have stolen many years ago. If there are people coming to your house and you have a flower bed that you can cut from, be out in the flower bed cutting flowers for the table when they arrive. They will never forget how wonderful you are, and it won't matter what the food tastes like. So that was somebody else told me that, and I I truly know that that's true. I've I've been distracted by the flowers many times in my life. You probably have, too. I've seen some ground covers that are in need of a little attention, and I want to let you know that there is time to fertilize things like liriope and even, oh my goodness, Asiatic jasmine that still hasn't quite filled in yet from last winter. We would like them to be a little bit healthier. You don't want to overdo this, but they've still got at least a month of good growing time to put on some new leaves and then still harden off before it would get cold enough to do any damage to them. So give yourself the opportunity to fertilize those ground covers if they've not been doing as well as you would like for them to. I looked again at the one, the the yellowing of the leaves that was so interesting on the, the picture that we got last week. And I thought to myself, you know, that's, that is partly too much water in that bed, but it's there's a little lack of nitrogen, too. So you may want to consider simply organic nitrogen as opposed to going out with a whole full fertilizer phalanx. You know, you dump on the whole bag. Just get something like cottonseed meal or some other organic nitrogen that's not going to burn the leaves, that you can work into the soil easily, and that's just going to give them a little bit of a green boost. It will help. It'll be a good thing. I have been... Uh, <laughs> I can't, I think it was two weeks ago, maybe three. I was talking about air layering houseplants. I, y'all have sent the funniest emails. By the way, you can email me too, mama on air at yahoo.com all during the week. Find out about the newsletter. Ask me anything you want about the garden. I'll do my very best to get you an answer that makes some kind of sense. But I really thought it was, um, it was funny. I talked about the air layering. And so now I've, I've ended up getting pictures of people's air layers. There, there are about three different people that decided to do this. And I love the idea that you, you're so nice to me. I have the best job in the world. This, this person decided they were going to air layer the big ficus in uh, their office. And now they've got a committee of people worried about it. <laughs> now, there's probably not been that many people worried about the plants in their office ever. Okay? So if doing something can get other people to be interested, 
Why not do it? Maybe just walk around with a mister and miss the ferns that are inside your office and let people say, well, what else could you do for them? And then you say, well, we could put them in a five-gallon bucket full of water and fertilizer and let them get a little drink. We could do that. Or we could do this or do that. But one of the best questions is always, why do you water from the bottom in the saucer or why do you not? And so those are things that, that plants in offices can always bring up that conversation. There are... Some of the best questions I've ever gotten. Is it okay to pour the leftover coffee into the house plants in the office? Well, um, no. <laughs> but, but, yeah, a little bit won't hurt. But we, if, if you do that every day, then you're not actually growing them in water and soil. You're growing them in coffee, which may or may not, depending on the plant, be what they're looking for. 2023 brought uh, has brought us the hottest three weeks of July that we've ever encountered in terms of calculations and recording stuff. This is uh, the European records. The ocean surface temperatures have never been as high as they have been since they began keeping the records. And this is really interesting stuff. Italy, if you if this was your year for your vacation to Italy, wow. Must must be interesting to have it be even hotter than it is in the deep south, which it has been. And, of course, you know that they've had to close some of the, the sites and things because it was too hot to have anybody in there or, or to work there. And it's not it's not a joke. It's just the way things have changed. I um, I don't convert Celsius that quickly in my head. But anytime it gets where we're talking about temperatures in the 90s, in close, pushing 100 in Italy, for heaven's sakes, good grief. <laughs> That's not what they're used to, to say the very least. A friend of mine uh, gave out a piece of advice, oh, about 10 years ago. A young man asked him, what would you go into? What, what would you take up if you could take up something new? He said, HVAC, hotter it gets, the more people want air conditioning. You can work anywhere in the world. I have a feeling he could work in Italy right now if he wanted to. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The scientists are trapping light inside magnets, my friends. Your phone calls, your texts, and so much more right here on Weekend Gardening. Take me back to another morning, to a town. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Put a little pop in your life, as in Cash Pop from the Mississippi Lottery. Each pop is a number from 1 to 15, and you choose the cost of each pop. $1, $2, $5, or $10, you can pick one or more pops. In fact, you can pick all 15. Each pop gets a randomly assigned price printed on the ticket from 5 to 250 times the play amount. Play Cash Pop every day. 
twice a day with day and evening drawings. From the Mississippi Lottery. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAM-BLER. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Dream. The new degree of comfort. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. You've been putting back a few. And a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, Mississippi, the Second Amendment sales tax holiday is happening this weekend at Van Sporting Goods in Brandon. The first 100 customers this Friday and Saturday will be entered for a Bergara Carbon Rage rifle giveaway valued at $13.99. Reps from Beretta, Browning, Winchester, Benelli, Rattay, Christensen, Schwarzy, Scopes, and Fiosi will be on site Friday and Saturday. We have plenty of shotgun shells and $300 off Browning Original Maxis. Vans is also adding clothing and footwear to the tax-free weekend. Come see us this weekend at Van Sporting Goods in Brandon for the Second Amendment sales tax holiday. We'll see you there. COVID-19 has cast a spotlight on the stark inequalities that drive poverty. The poorest communities in the U.S. and around the world are suffering the most. Oxfam believes we can put systems in place to protect health and livelihoods in the future if we work together with dignity and compassion. Learn how you can help offer safety to the most vulnerable and fight for a more resilient future at OxfamAmerica.org. Sponsored by Oxfam America. Too, and when the day is over, ride 
Welcome back. So glad to have you here today. I'm so glad you decided you wanted to make the Garden Mama show part of your world today. See, I'm getting used to that. I'll get, I'll get with it eventually. Let's talk to Don in Florence, who's been nice enough to hang on through that break. Hey, Don, what's up? I got a lemon tree. Somebody give me a little twig of, and it's uh, it's up to about oh probably seven inches or so now. Uh, I've repotted it once. I kept it outside, kept it watered, put a little uh, four six three fertilizer in it when I repotted it. The uh, bottom leaves are starting to turn yellow. How do I care for that, especially in this heat? Well, I think it's probably just a function of how quickly it's using up everything it's got. So um, uh, that's a very low number in nitrogen. You might want to take a look at it. As long as the soil's not staying too wet or too dry, you can give it a little bit more nitrogen and help with that yellowing on the leaves, help get rid of that. But that's a really good start. If you've got it and it's already started growing even in this heat, you're doing okay. If it, if, okay. it, if it seems like it's, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm not going to keep a plant that small out in full burning sun at this time, but as long as it's doing okay and more of it's all right than not, you're going to be fine. The, the problem right now probably is simply the transplant shock from repotting it, which is not unexpected. It just needs to be have a chance to recover, and you can help that with a little bit of dilute nitrogen maybe. Okay. Okay. Do I need to try and... Maybe pinch the yellow leaves off on the bottom? No, I would leave them. See if they'll turn green. You know, because if you use things that are soluble, oftentimes on a plant like citrus, they can pick up a little bit more of it. And if they don't, they'll just drop off on their own. Okay. Good deal. Uh, And it's okay to leave it out in this heat all the time. I have it in... Oh, probably 80% sun most of the day. I I would lessen the amount of sun. I okay. might I might have Good. it in I Good. might let the morning sun hit it, but I'm not gonna have it in the afternoon sun. But then I feel that way about most things that are only seven inches tall. <laughs> so Good deal. I've got Good deal. I have little plants. I have cornflowers coming up and I have little basils coming up and all these things. And they're all in more shade than they need to grow in just because I'm trying to get them through this particular phase. And we will all get through this. Good. It'll be gone in a week. She said optimistically. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Good to hear from you. It's the truth, though. The good news about activity in the Gulf is that it could mean that there were, even if there's not actual rain at my house, conditions will be a little bit cooler than they have been. We will see. Now, from Florence, let's go to Greg in North Mississippi. Welcome in. How's it going? What's up now? Oh, Ladybug. Hey, hey. Hey, Yard Mom, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, yeah, I was out uh, doing a little yard work. Yes, ma'am. Uh, y'all do a great job. Uh, without doing some work there uh, last Saturday, it kind of brought back remembrance today. I was over here. I live in my grandparents' house, beautiful place. They use a crate all of it. But anyway, they're not trying to get it all uh, straightened up. And uh, anyway, when I was out mowing on the west side, I was uh, a big old a cloud. I, I don't know. It just about went dark. But that was a, a hearty of uh it had to been ladybugs, I reckon, because I looked, like I said, the house about eighty-five year old, and they were going up in that attic. And to make a long story, mother, my mother used to go around the world ask question. But uh, I, uh, what is there anything that I can do? Maybe get up in the attic with a handheld uh, a vacuum or something. I've heard you, I've heard you mention that before. Yep, you can do that. 
It's And it's a real good idea because then you can take them and let them out in the yard, which is actually where they need to be. We have the problem that we have with ladybird beetles or ladybugs is that we have some that come in the house and some that don't, but they can both live outside. The ones that will come in the house, unfortunately, will also try to sting you if you aren't wearing gloves or whatnot when you're handling them. So take that, take advantage of that. And the voice of experience can tell you you don't want that. So let make sure that no. you you take care of that part. But yes, you can use a, the the ones that are the small vacuums are really good for this because you can get up into all the crevices where they are up in your attic and take them and just let them go outside. Well, thank you. So it, it was quite a sp- experience. Like I said, it blocked. There were so many it blocked the sun. And anyway, love love the what show. And y'all doing a great job. Keep thank it up. you much. You know, I, I have a feeling that uh, that particular group of ladybugs was probably very happily ensconced in uh, the one moist spot out in that particular area of the garden, either some shade, maybe there was a a, a shrub that had not gotten completely dry, <laughs> all like that. That's a a possibility too. This is a real good question about uh, what vegetables to plant. And I'm thinking, where did I see this? I just looked at this one. Oops, come back over here. This this is, um yes. And I'm, I'm, I don't go back and read all of your texts that you've ever sent to the station. But when I don't know exactly where you are and I want to answer with some authority, I will go back and look. And it appears to be that this is someone who is in North Mississippi, and indeed the vegetables at this time of the year, what to plant. I'm going to give you the key, and this works for everybody. You find out when the last frost date is for your area, and then you count back however long it takes to grow that particular plant. Say, for example, radishes. It takes 30 to 35 days to grow a bunch of radishes that you can harvest and eat. So if we know, for example, in the most northern part of Mississippi, like almost to Memphis, we have somewhere between the end of October and the middle of November, we're going to have the first frost on average. That doesn't mean it'll happen this year that in that time frame, but that's the average, okay? So if we know that, then we know we've got to go back. Let's say we're going to count from October. We know that we've got to get those radishes in to plant them by the end of September so they can grow all the way through October and get picked before we have a chance of any frost. All right? So that's how we do, that's how we figure these things out. Now, not only radishes can be planted at this time of the year, of course. We're into beets. We're into greens. We're, I'm, I'm a big fan of Swiss chard, so I plant that right along with the greens because I think they're, they're delicious. It's also time to be thinking about the transplants that you will find at the garden centers come on quickly and get in there with the broccoli and all of those things. So there's really a lot um, of, of stuff that you can plant. If you would like my fall garden notes, send me an email to mamaonair at yahoo.com, and I'll turn right around and send you that particular bit of information. It is good. I've used it myself, and I've had lots of requests for it. So I thank you. Now, here's another real good question today. Jackie's from Brandon. Jackie, the amazing of the amazing garden in Brandon. Um, she wants to know about cleaning up the leaves on daylilies, and can you divide them now? What about iris and lily foliage? You know, we do this in in different ways. In in tradition in gardening, we teach divide in the season opposite the bloom. So those spring bloomers, we would divide in the fall. Well, we all know for a fact that in the fall, we can end up with 
a hurricane or we can end up with a drought or we can end up with really hot temperatures or we can end up with it raining every day. There's just no way to predict that particular weather. That's why I say, and it works, as soon as they finish blooming in the spring, pick your day anywhere all the way till the fall. So I take off the leaves that are getting browned or whatnot when they've finished, yes. But, yeah, you can go ahead and do that other work now. As long as it's comfortable for you, it'll be comfortable for the plant. You can wait a few weeks, and it'll be more comfortable then, too. Uh, we're going to hope for a full four scale, aren't we? Come on now. Let's let Van take us out of here. But don't go far, because we'll be back. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics has had to alter its tactics in promoting a drug-free culture in communities throughout the state. 
Everyone knows someone that has been impacted by the drug culture. So our mission right now is, is multifaceted. The Bureau of Narcotics has had to evolve uh, with the drug culture in order to remain effective. And so we're focusing on decreasing both the supply and demand through enforcement efforts and through education efforts across the state of Mississippi. We're working with traditional law enforcement partners, uh, judicial partners, and we've expanded those partnerships outside of law enforcement and the judiciary, working with the Mississippi Department of Health and the Mississippi Public Health Institute, and also nonprofit agencies like First Responders of Mississippi. That was Director Colonel Stephen Maxwell. Free naloxone kits are also being offered by the State Department of Health to prevent people from overdosing and dying. For more information, visit supertalk.fm. We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us. From the roof over your head to the food on your table, we are small town, but big moments. Your next door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Faster relief you can count on. Back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now, have you furnished your dog house yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the dog house. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. The school guardian program was enacted by the state legislature this year. Keith Davis with the Department of Public Safety told us the goal is to arm administrators and teachers at schools to make up for a gap in resource officers. You know, you go back to the original, the first school shooting at Pearl, and that school shooting was stopped by an administrator with a gun. They've put together a school safety alliance with the Department of Education to develop a program that meets the legislature's intent. It's a pretty intense training regimen. It's uh, Our recommendation is 140 hours. It's a lot. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that we weren't just you know, putting a gun in somebody's hands and saying, go forth and do great things. When you introduce a firearm into any environment, you need to make sure that the person who's in control of it has the ability to control it and to maintain control of it. The program is still in development. As far as Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Today is the last Saturday in August. And for some, it's the first football Saturday of the 2023 season. It's showtime, as a matter of fact, for Jackson State, the first season under Coach T.C. Taylor with two games on the road. He will get a hope to get off to a good start with the high expectations, taking over after the Deion Sanders era. Sanders spent three seasons as head coach of the Tigers, going 23-3, and including an undefeated regular season last year. Defending SWAC champion Jackson State will kick off the season when they travel to Atlanta to chase South Carolina State in the 2023 Cricket MEAC SWAC Challenge kickoff, which will be live on ABC tonight at 6.30. A win in Atlanta will build the players' confidence in them coach and themselves before they take on Florida A&M next week. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. I'm 95. 
Here's how to... Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with your doghouse? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Peace of mind goes a long way. As parents, we want to make sure our kids are taken care of in the future in all aspects, right? Especially financially. The Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services offers a savings program to help their clients achieve a better life experience by offering a way to alleviate some of the unknown financial worries. Mississippi ABLE is a federal program which enables individuals with disabilities to save money in tax-advantaged accounts that may be used for qualified disability expenses while keeping the eligibility for federal benefits. Learn more about Mississippi ABLE at MississippiAble.com. The Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania is down to the championship games. The international championship will be between China and Curacao, and it'll get underway at about 11.30 this morning on ABC, and that will be followed by the U.S. championship game, which will be Texas versus California at around 2.30 this afternoon. The winners of that game will meet in the Little League World Series championship game tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And college football gets underway today as Navy takes on Notre Dame. That's a 1.30 kickoff there. Texas El Paso takes on Jacksonville State. UMass takes on New Mexico State. Ohio versus San Diego State. Hawaii visits Vanderbilt and Nashville. San Jose State takes on USC. And Florida International takes on Louisiana Tech. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk. Sports, Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. It's National Dog Day. Don't tell the dogs at my house. They're already a lot. I have a feeling they'd be a lot bored if they knew that they had a day. Oh, my goodness. But. It does mean that there's all sorts of people doing all sorts of doggish things all over the world. <laughs> oh, I can. Uh, there's something going on. Uh oh. Because my, Lance is here, y'all. By the way, yeah, the female. You got all the dogs. Oh man, I, my female is so hilarious, Dottie, uh, a fox red lab, and she's about three. But she has been terrorizing the cats for the last two <laughs> days, and I was wondering what it was, and now I know. See, it now is. You she know. was getting ready for she, National right. Dog Day. You're lucky Day. she's not wearing a crown. Well, I mean, that's she's just got the, one. Trust me. <laughs> that what is this? What has happened to us that we actually do indulge our animals as much as we do? I have been awake today. <sighs> Since 4 a.m., which is not usually when I wake up, but that's what time the dog at my one of the dogs at my house decided to get up and and begin celebrating National Dog Day. So of course she gets up, that gets the cats up. Well, then that gets me up. So here we go. The good news is she's a good dog, and I like her. So well, that's that's how we're that's how we will worry about all of that. All right, welcome on in. Thank you very much. This is the Garden Mama Show. This is the Super Talk call line that is cranking up already today, the C Spire text line. And, in fact, the question on C Spire text line is, uh, why is my 
This is uh, oh hey it's Sandy. Hey Sandy, I know y'all have got to be hot. That's it's been so hot. I don't know if y'all got any rain yet or not. But she's in Clinton. She's got uh, the lantana's not blooming, beautiful foliage, but it is. It's gorgeous, but no no flowers. I'm wondering if you have fertilized it, and if so, if you fertilized it with something with a higher middle number than the ones on either side, something like five ten five, not necessarily those numbers, but that proportion. So I would suggest that that's it because I know you've got plenty of sunlight and the lantana is growing beautifully. Usually it's because we've got a very rich potting mix and we just didn't have enough of the phosphorus or potassium. So if you've got the, those fertilizers, I think if you use them once or twice now, you'll probably see some flowers in about three weeks or a month. Not, it shouldn't be a problem at all. All righty. Rachel in Clarksdale, welcome in. Thank you for calling today. What are you trying to grow? Um, well, uh, one thing I want to tell you, thank you, thank you so much for this program. I just can't wait to Saturday mornings to hear you. Well, thank you, ma'am. I, I have to say it right back to you because I sure do look forward to getting up on Saturdays. What are you trying to grow right now? Is this hanging oh, baskets? The the best in baskets in this house. Okie dokie. Um, I'm put her on hold because I, her phone, her phone line and mine are not cooperating with one another. But she was really wanting to know. She's in Clarksdale, yes, and she's wanting to know the best flowers for hanging baskets. And I think, uh, from what I could tell, that may be hanging from a porch mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a back porch. Uh, I guess so. You could probably answer that in two ways: maybe full sun and partial, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what you would recommend for the hanging stuff. Well, we always think about ferns, but it's really hot for ferns, and. A Especially if you're in sun, that's not a good choice in in this hot weather. You're going to want to go to the summer annuals, which are plants. If if you happen to run into the mother of thousands, the calancho that we're showing on, if you're looking at supertalk.tv, but those kind of plants, succulent plants with really thick stems can make this just fine. After that, it's going to be things like melampodium. You might see that one listed as Betty. There's a couple of names of it, but it's a really dense bunch of leaves with little yellow flowers on them. The lantana that we've been talking about today, there are several of those that are about, oh, maybe 10 or 12 inches tall. They make a beautiful basket. There's also portulaca. There's also moss roses, and those are my very favorites. If I was going to go and get something to plant in a basket right now, those are the things that I would be looking for, things with succulent leaves, lots of flowers that can take heat and sun, and those are those are my best suggestions on that one. Thanks for calling today. I, uh, I don't know how to tell your dog this, but it's also – International Bat Night tonight. So <laughs> she may you know, I told you about the bat. Yeah, yes. she got I, like you told. I don't. Uh, what was it? Ken was like, I don't think the bat's playing with her too much, uh, but maybe your dog is playing with the bat. I, well, I think that I whatever know. it is, one or the other. There is a. I haven't been able to go. You know, the cabin got popped. So I hadn't really been able to do too much fishing yeah. this summer. Yeah. So I think, but as soon as I can, I'm sure she's going to remember the spot. It's like been two years straight of that bat. So bats have a day too. Yes, they do. Tonight is their night. Night. Overnight. Not, not, a, not, not Overnight. a day. That would be kind of mean to have a day for bats. So, <laughs> night Talk about them while they're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is, there's nothing more dramatic than... The, the sight of bats coming out of at, at Carlsbad Caverns, it's a d- dramatic place to be. It's a dramatic thing to see. 
But I have to tell you that just right down the road from me in Bellhaven, I was there when they were taking them out of my friend's mother's attic. And I mean, it was impressive. <laughs> they were not, they were being released. They were, they had been trapped in there because they'd gotten in and apparently were not able to get back out. So the, the, she was not into exterminating them, of course. She just wanted them out of the attic. So by, Working a couple of different fans and a couple of different other bits and pieces of things, she was able to get that to work. And, uh, it was, it was impressive. Standing in the street watching them fly out of the attic was fun. It was, you know, wasn't Halloween, but it could have been. <laughs> Certainly could have been. We're getting close to Halloween. We're, we're, uh, believe we're, it or not, yeah. it's around the corner. We're in like uh, several weeks now. Yes, and, and that's true. a, Kind of a kickoff. We got Labor Day coming, then you got Halloween and your Thanksgiving, Christmas. I mean, it's it's just starting. We're on the way. It will uh, once it hits. Once the first uh, holiday hits, Labor Day, right? Yep. Then it just it's a uh, an uphill climb. Then you there, hit January one, and it's downhill after that. No, now see, now he's you see you see now he hasn't paid attention. Then we have Mardi Gras. The, oh, then we see, have, yes, thank you. <laughs> then we have Valentine's Day. That was sacrilege, have. not to mention that. That's my fault. This is good. Andrea and Madison's got cat whiskers that are not blooming. She said, "Is it because it usually blooms in October?" Yeah, probably. It just needs to, a little more time to gather itself up. But I like that she's been fertilizing it. I would. She's concerned about fertilizing in hot weather, and you're you're wise to be concerned about that. You certainly don't want to burn the leaves. Fertilize in the evening or in the very early morning. Water first, and then fertilize at half rate. You can do it twice as often at, at half rate, and it it will keep things kind of going along through this patch that we're in right now. Usually, the cat's whiskers does bloom in later in the summer than other things. But I think of it as blooming about the same time as red spider lilies, and the, uh, the first of those in in your zone has has just been um, photographed and put up from 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 Lycoris Farms from from Jerry Palmer. So the first ones have begun, and that's really when we start to see cat's whiskers too, bear's breeches too. If you all grow the acanthus mollus, I don't know if you do. It's a, it's a shade plant that really doesn't has has good drama to it in terms of its leaf structure, but when it blooms, it's really outstanding, and it's the one that will come into bloom at this point. It's a little bit different. Y'all thought I was kidding, but I wasn't. The uh, the whole business of playing with magnets and and how, do people not play with magnets anymore? I don't know. You don't see those games around as much as you used to. I really like this idea. The American Chemical Society that I've been celebrating this month has let us uh, let us know once again something we thought turns out not to be the case. If you take rust. And there is some of this going on in my house right now. There's rust trying to be removed from one other surface. But when you put flecks of rust into water, the water usually just gets dirtier. The rust dissolves into it, and the whole business is not what you wanted it to be. But what they have looked at, and I don't even know. I can hear people laughing. We've got smart rust. Mm -hmm. That's right. We've got iron oxide nanoparticles, nano, nano, little bitty, teeny, weeny, that actually makes it cleaner. Smart rust attracts things like oil, microplastics, as well as the herbicide glyphosate. That's the primary ingredient in Roundup. Depending on how the particles are coated, they are either attracted to this rust or they're not. Because many of the, because these nanoparticles themselves are in fact magnetic, they can be easily removed from the water for reuse. This is a process that makes so much sense. And I don't, I don't know how, you know, 
you you feel like anything that's um, cheap, non-toxic, and recyclable can't go on for very long. But rust is pretty consistent. We we have a lot of experience with rust, and knowing finding out now that they're able to develop a technique to actually put some more of the smart onto the rust. So I like it. I like it. But before it's going to make it to my kitchen, I have a feeling we're going to have to incorporate this other discovery from the City College of New York. They have been working on trapping light inside magnetic materials because in some cases they're figuring out which and where their impact is dramatically, dramatically enhanced. For example, optical responses of magnets are important. We understand this already from magnetic lasers, um, magnetic optical memory devices, of course, and other sorts of things like that. But they're reporting now that the properties of a layered magnet that hosts those those ones that are strongly excited electrons, our, fr- our electron friends that just can't keep themselves in their usual orbits but have to keep going, because of that, the material is capable of trapping light. And that, in turn, itself amplifies its power. Good grief. We're getting to be smart, smart people. I like it. I like it. Oh, oh, Andrea asks, how often would I fertilize? I, I would do the half. Uh, I would do it now and do it again in a week if it doesn't rain. If it rains, I might do it a little sooner. But if it if it if it doesn't rain, I would wait another. I'd wait a week. I threw out a little fertilizer the other day for one of the roses, and I just had to water, water, water. That's right. And it looked so much better. It was crispy and ugly and falling apart, and all the rest that were in the shade. I'd moved it too, and I said, "Well, it's time to give it a little boost." Mm-hmm. And it did. I, mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, within a day, it's amazing how quickly that nutrient See, gets in there. Well, and that's that photosynthesis yeah, faster in hot weather. That's <laughs> my question to you: is like, is it if you keep it watered? Is yes. it going to uh, alleviate the problem of, of fertilizing this time? Even though it's 100 degrees, you can fertilize. I was yes. kind of just going, all right, throwing a dart at it, hoping it would yes. work. Yes, but you it's can. okay as long a, as you a, keep the plant. A well-hydrated plant can be fertilized, okay. absolutely. And how absolutely. long should you, once you get it worked into the soil, how long should you see like on a rose bush or a bush where you start seeing the signs of that fertilizer actually taken? Well, it depends on the fertilizer and the individual situation. But in general, if you're fertilizing a rose, you'll see something. You'll either see something greening up or a new bud pop out or something in about a week in, at this, in these conditions, provided you're watering along the way, too. It's a, it's a different um, – it's a really different kind of – time than, for example, in February when we're all out there looking to see if the first rose has stuck out a leaf yet, you know. Now we're looking at proliferations of growth and wondering what to do with them. Because <laughs> this really is the time that we should be getting into our next set of blooms. We we love that fall flowering of roses, but it does take water to get us there. That is for sure. Oh, my goodness. Ocean Springs, my goodness, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't, I don't have. I'm, I mean, I'm not patented, so <laughs> I like that Garden Mama. Now, we have not introduced um, the YouTube channel, but I'm going to just say it one time. If you are interested in seeing raw video, you won't see the ones that we're working on. You'll see the ones that have already been laid out there. And some of them are kind of rough, but it's all my garden, my plants, my voice. It's Garden Mama 7502 on YouTube. 
say it one time and that's all. I'm 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 under strict things. You can you can report but don't report too much. Because <laughs> we're not full yet. However, if you subscribe it does help us get a little bit more space going. So that that always helps. Jackie from Brandon. Um let's see. The drift roses, what fertilizer on drift roses there because they're looking terrible. I'm sure they are looking terrible. They're, this is the time of year when they get kind of sad anyway. And, yes, they do need to be cut back just a few inches. Not a great deal. But get them cut back and go ahead and get the, the dead leaves and whatnot out from under them and out from whatever's fallen into them. And, yes, you can fertilize. But, again, we're going to fertilize lightly. We're going to fertilize about a half a dose. And if we don't see enough regrowth, you know, keep them watered. If we don't see enough regrowth, you can do it again in two weeks because mid-September is still not too late in this particular part of the world to fertilize those because we will end up, Jackie's and Brandon, and we will have um, another plenty of time for those roses to grow on, bloom again, and then go towards winter because it's about a month's difference. We, we don't begin to see that really cold weather in zone eight until november and generally it's the latter part of november before we actually get super cold weather and even then you know it doesn't stay cold all the time because we have we're we're a transition zone in the truest sense of the word i'm really fascinated by this idea that we're going to study a, a cup of water and unlock the secrets of the universe when when I hear about this or when I hear, you know, climb that mountain and ask the guru about the secret of life, I think, well, if it was that easy, wouldn't everybody have already done that? <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe maybe they just figured this one out. A researcher has made a discovery. And like so many times happens, nobody was looking for it. In fact, there is a range in which the fundamental constants can absolutely vary crazily. Okay. That means the viscosity of that liquid can be as wildly as wild and almost random as you could imagine. That's important in understanding how the constants ever developed. If we, if if we if we count on the constant factors, for example, the way water works, if we count on that to give us the opportunity to look at it, then it obviously had to come from someplace, and where it probably came from was the chaos of when it didn't work. So that's what they're trying to figure out. Where did it come from? The physical con- constants, of course, are the things that shape the fabric. We have gravity. You know, we have, we have physical constants that keep us in our same spaces. But, for example, the mass of an electron doesn't change, but everything around it changes. So in order for us to understand really better about how all this is going to work, like how water flows in a cup, turns out to be, a really microcosm of the bigger way that it is actually going to be different. Isn't that something? Wow. Cup of water. Well, stick around. We got more of the universe to talk about. Your phone calls, your texts are really fun this morning. This is the Garden Mama Show.
Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it, propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. Jamie Creel, Shelter Insurance. Come see why we're more than just an agent. Proudly serving the Jackson metro area in the great state of Mississippi. Give us a call at 601-992-6000. Your back-to-school ride, hunting camp shed, and ATV trailer headquarters is Pinnacle Motors. Come check out the selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, all with that great Pinnacle Motors price. Get your head shed for your hunting camp with a discount on all models for a limited time. And trailers to pull that mule or ATV? Pinnacle Motors has those, too. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, and hunting sheds and trailers priced to move at Pinnacle Motors. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Bridge Builders. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. In life and in business, one thing is certain, change. That's why Pilium Corporation is ready to keep you ahead of the curve on ever-evolving technology, critical for your company's security and growth. To that end, the Pilium team offers IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems, and real-time crime center technology. Visit us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. 
up some of the baby boomers out there with that one. <laughs> yes, y'all, there's new music. <laughs> Thank you, Lance. That's beautiful. That's a hard one. That was... We won't we won't get into his technical magic. That one but bounced around a little bit, real but it was good. fun. <laughs> Thank you for the challenging ones too. That that one had, that that was one of the ones that you know. There's so much going on in it. Yeah, it's like a garden. You know, you look at it, it's just everything. It's Your a lot. garden. There's so many things going on. You're like, what is this? What is that? What is what, this? What's happening over here? Yeah. Why is this doing that? Well, and and so because I'm I'm not one that's able to keep the secret. Yes, it is very ancient Buffalo Springfield, and. Yeah, that's Stephen Stills. Yes, that's right. Those of you who just were trying to say, oh, I know that, I've heard that. Well, that's, that's you did and you have. That's the good news. I am so tickled about all of these things y'all are asking today. This is really good. Andy's asking from Jackson. He has seen coils of copper in gardens, and he wants to know what that's all about. Um, usually this is for slug and snail control. There used to be, and probably still are, some really very, very fancy containers, for example, that that you would put that's essentially an inch-tall band of copper that you would put around a peony when you you had it in your garden so that the slugs and snails in the garden could not get past it. They will not cross that. We also have copper substances in sluggo, which is one of the most popular slug repellent, or not repellent, but it's a it's a deterrent. And you use it and put it on the ground around where they come, or, or near the plants that they're going to try and get to. And so it's one of the ways that we do that. It is about sl- snails and slugs. I have to tell you that the um, increasing expense of copper over the years has really reduced the number of people that use it's mostly in older gardens in um in in for example in in England you'll see that sort of thing but it's not uncommon in areas where it was popular once it's just not a real popular thing right now i think because it's gotten so expensive to do another question from uh, deb in the facebook world this morning about what to do with strawberry runners it sounds beautiful she's got plants growing in big containers um, near her pool and now they're making runners so when does she harvest those the good news is you don't actually have to if you can take some other containers it's sort of the same thing as the mother of thousands or the mother of millions putting something underneath so that those plants can drop into it if you can put something underneath like a, a gallon pot or even a four inch pot that's just got a little bit of soil in it put it where the runner can hit it the runner will root there and then you can separate it from the mother plant and it will be already rooted so you can do that it's probably a little bit easier on you oh my goodness let's see david in diamond head what talk to me about your pecans sir well here's what i got they uh i believe this well this is the first year that they produced and they was really looking good but the last couple of days, they've started to brown really bad. The so leaves? I have, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're scorched. But they're still green, so I'm thinking i still got some hope. Mm-hmm, sure. Pecans are still green on the limbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but just wondering if there was anything else I could do to try to keep the crop that I got. Have y'all had any any rain at all? 
Uh, no. Yeah, me either. No, we're like, man, I'm telling you, you ought to see the yards down here. It is so crazy. Well, it, Everybody's it, it, yards will burn up. And and they'll come back in the vast majority of cases. But I want these pecans to, to finish filling and to, to give you your first crop that you're looking for. So I want to know, can you water the tree? I got a sprinkle on it right now. Okay. Water it deeply, like slowly, but for several hours. Do that for it today. Do that again in about three or four days. Um, keep some mulch around the base of it. And really, the only other thing is when it's going to be over 100, and this is a, still a fairly young tree if it's its first year to be bearing. What is it, six or seven years old? Um, yeah, I was thinking five to seven. Yeah, somewhere in there. The The other thing that you could do is, in fact, turn the sprinkler on so that it actually wets the leaves in the middle of the day just to lower the temperature around the whole business. Oh, because I've been trying to keep the sprinkler off the leaves, thinking no. that if they got wet, it was going to burn them even more. Well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, for, you know, to, tremendously. But it's, it's like rainfall. We would say don't rain, don't water your lawn at night, except it often rains at night, you know. And so, right. Right. because it's so hot, those leaves would like a little bit of a break, and it, you know, wash the dust off, kind of thing, and then, then let it go back to the way it was. But primarily, what you're doing is the right stuff. You're going to soak it long and slow. And yes, yeah, some of the leaves are going to brown because, well, it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> but I think we can, yeah. I think we can get through this patch. And theoretically, I don't want to, I don't want to predict it, but I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be a storm somewhere that will throw some rain <laughs> to all of us. I don't, I don't want the storm. Well, I just want the rain. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're predicting we got a 60% chance uh, Monday, so everybody's saying a prayer, man. We get I like a little it. bit of water. I like it. It is, is burn bands down here or something serious to consider. Oh, yeah. Because oh, everything yeah. Gets well, and, and nobody should be burning anything right now, frankly, because it's just too dangerous, right? This We're, we're too dry. But but we will right. all hope for the 60% for Diamond Head. And, and frankly, I, if, <laughs> if they would tell me 20%, I'd probably go out and do a rain dance in my house. <laughs> Thank you, that's David. The way we feel. Let me know how it goes. Right. Take care. You know, that's a that's a big problem. you got this tree, and it's doing it. And, oh, my goodness, now am I going to be able to make it? Well, I think it's going to be able to make it. Question from DeSoto County. This is this is such a great question. I'm going to read the whole question verbatim from the text. Do you have any info or an educated guess as to what kind of winter we will have this year? Oh, there's so many things I could say. (laughs) I think we're going to have winter. Gosh, uh, we're we're actually due for an, a mild one because we've had a couple of rough ones, at least in Zone Eight, and it it does go in things go in sort of patterns like that. They they immediately defy you though if you begin to try to predict. I'm I'm not going to predict, but I will say that I we're about due for a mild one. We'll we'll see how close that turns out to be because I don't know if it will or not. We'll see. Oh. I'm betting on a, not a mild winter. You're going the other direction? Oh, this will be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking uh, bets now, and I'm doing my own sports book on the weather because <laughs> I do this now Monday through Friday. Okay. I'm an amateur weatherman. I've even got an invitation to go uh, with uh, my brother Dave Hughes 
on a storm weather flight with the colonel cross. Uh, so we got that cleared with the colonel. And we day. will all be more than happy to hear how that goes. Yeah, really. <laughs> we're not going. No, no. It, it, we've, we've got a little thing going there, so that'll be fun. That's a very exciting opportunity. I've I been hope up that crop dusters, do but, yeah, that's going to be interesting when we uh, get that. And it's got to have video to it. Sure, of know? course, of course. Uh, but the well, weather, I think that it's going to be a cool winter, honestly. Uh, so prepare for such. I'm not sure if it'll be as bad as last year, uh, but I think we're going to have those teens again. Well, that's not not that unusual here in Zone Eight. Well, it does happen. That, they're thinking the La Nina going to flip around. They're, they've the talked about it, changes. and and the the notion of La Nina flipping around is is just about as crazy as the rest of the weather. So it may happen. <laughs> I had, it had to be like the mid-90s when I was a kid or early 90s in the La Nina, El Nino, and that's the first time you ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. it was for me, and now it's a cyclical thing that mm-hmm. happens every so mm-hmm. often. And um, But, yeah, that'd be my bet. Conditions changed enough that they were able to get past California. You know, that's how all the Polynesian Islanders made it to Easter Island. Thank you very La much. Nina wind that's right. They, if, you know? if, there has to be some assistance, and that was certainly a piece of that. One of the other questions that has always gotten to us at this time of the year is, is it going to be, and then the next question is, how soon will it freeze? How soon will it be hot? How soon will it you know, do this or do that or the other thing? And that's really that's part of what our problem as gardeners is and also part of our fun, fun, exciting challenge. The good news is if it doesn't work this year, it'll probably work next year. And that's kind of how this all this whole thing goes. I, For a long time when I was a kid, I thought, that crocus were really a, a wasted thing because they came up and they bloom for about a minute and then they're gone. Till I realized that they come up every year and bloom for about a minute. Well, good grief. That's pretty exciting. I mean, that was where I grew up. Now, that's not – it's warmer where I grew up, so they don't do that there anymore either probably. But things – as things change, things change. And for that reason, I want to encourage you to go ahead and – Take Lance's prediction over mine, because guess what? I don't know, and he doesn't either, but he's got a better look at it than I do. I'm going with averages over time. I think we're due for one that's a little milder, at least milder than last year was. That means you need to set up your cloches right now. If you're going to grow vegetables or if you're going to grow flowers that you want things to be doing well and blooming and coming along for us after Halloween, Go ahead and get those cloches ready because that's really all it takes. We, we get a little water going. We get a little fertilizer. And the next thing you know, we've got flowers. But whether it's flowers or whether it's turnips, you still got to manage to get water to them. And you've also got to keep the top from freezing if you want it to be as good as possible. Now, somebody's now going to send me an email that says, I heard you talking about that. You know collards are better in cold weather. That's true. They're better to pick after the first frost. But you got to get them growing before that (laughs) in order for them to get frosted at that point. I had no idea about the power of invasive trees, non-native and invasive trees. There's been so much work done lately because what we're seeing in the monocrop Fields, uh, forests, mountainsides, all that sort of stuff. For example, we, we see so much of the spruce beetle taking out just whole hillsides. Well, in, in Colorado and further west, that happens. Then the next thing you know, you get one of those fluke storms like they just had. 
and you get too much rain and the whole hillside falls down. So that means that if your home, your business, your family property or your hunting camp was there, it's not there anymore. And those are the things that really affect us as as a as a people. So the diversity, what, what we immediately think is, well, if that if it hadn't all been spruce, Perhaps some of them would have survived and the mountain wouldn't have fallen off. And that's exactly what the impact is. From folks over in Zurich, they're, they're trying to measure this, understanding that we have both intentional and unintentional work that gets done on non-native tree species. Okay, we, we bring them from here to there. For one reason, they end up staying. Sometimes they're invasive, sometimes they're not. But we don't really measure all that stuff as well as we should. So that's what they've been working on at ETH Zurich. They're publishing in Nature, which, of course, is the standard for this sort of work to be shown out to all the rest of us, combining human and ecological factors to assess the drivers of tree invasion and how severe the problem is. Well, because we are so accustomed to growing one tree in one space, the presence of an invader doesn't necessarily bode poorly unless it's successful. And then at that point, of course, it creates diversity, but it creates a fragile diversity that does not actually do the forest that much good because it's taking the energy that would have been there, taking the water, taking the nutrients that would have been there for the trees that you're trying to establish, especially in in an old stand. But when it's diverse from the beginning, the available, you know, I mean, it's mostly native species, but not all one, you know, a variety of things. It becomes harder for the non-natives to spread about and to proliferate because the trees that they're invading are not homogenous. And that's one of the things that we always need to remember. When we're planting, diversity brings us great strength. If we want to have a beautiful scene, we're always going to plant a combination of textures and colors and flowers and leaf times and all of these other bits and pieces of the puzzle. But it's also true that if we are growing for healthier tomatoes, we're probably going to put some tomatoes over here and put some over there and move some over on the other side so that they're not in one block to be consumed by insects or overrun by a fungus all at one time. And that's if you think of that on the small scale, you've probably seen cabbage worms or something like that spread through a bed of mustard greens or even a bed of ground covers that are just happened to be around and and got something got hungry. You'll see that sort of thing. But if there's a diversity of plants, they're slowed down and they can't do that as quickly. So now we actually have yet another study to tell us that the biodiversity that we create is paying off for us in better frankly, in better environments for the plants to grow because there's not as much threat from the next native species. Uh, <laughs> from the duh file today, folks, y'all know about this, don't you? Grow your own households, eat more fruit and vegetables, and waste less. Well, duh, of course you do. If you if you just grow in your own parsley, I'm out there last night looking for things to put parsley in because the parsley didn't burn up as I expected it to. And now I've got more coming along. I don't want to waste it. I wasted my time growing it, right? <laughs> now, listen, for the guy who sent me the email this week and said, what happened to the Cajun music? Here you go.
faster relief you can count on. Back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now, have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard retirement.com you've been putting back a few and a few becomes a few too many for a moment you think of calling for a ride but nah you live nearby what's the worst that could happen you get pulled over your insurance goes up you lose your license you total your car you kill someone the results of driving drunk are tragic that's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Dream. The new degree of comfort. 
Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. Into the Wayback Machine. Thank you, Lance. This is fun. This has been, um, it's been a while since I could say, could you do that? Could you do that? And, and he does that. So that's really wonderful. This is, of course, children. This is the Hollies. You've heard of Graham Nash? This is where Graham Nash came from. We're going in way back in the Wayback Machine. Now, the other thing about the Hollies and this particular song is that they didn't do music videos in those days. But when they performed it, a certain number of people in the band would all pump up the umbrellas, you know. So they were all standing there with classic British black umbrellas. It could have been so much cuter, but if they didn't do videos in those days, so that's what they got. But it does remind you that, in fact, it can be raining or it can be sunning, and you may need an umbrella out there today. You may. There's a lady that walks up my street every day that has one of those ones that looks like Donald Duck has the bill on the front of it, and she's cooler than most everybody else. She's bringing her own shade. I like that. Works for me. When we talk about the national parks, I know that there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a whole lot of interest in getting the national parks both seen and also protected, which is not always the same thing, of course. University of Montana is letting us know, though, that their brand-new research really getting into numbers and also getting into environmental conditions, what they have seen is that national parks enhance the bird diversity inside their borders. Large parks, the the even bigger parks, also support higher diversity of birds and mammals in nearby unprotected areas. Now, that's really good news because that's the whole point of this kind of conservation and preservation. It's not just so you would have to go to that place to look but so the entire area would be impacted positively by the conservation of both the land and the animals and the critters that live there. I think that's really smart. Um, There's an ambitious biodiversity strategy in the conservation targets of the United Nations coming up in the next period of time. So they fully expect all of this to mean a great deal to them and have them and give them the opportunity. Frankly, they want to, the UN strategy is to conserve 30% of the Earth's lands and waters by 2030, which is called the 30 by 30 goal. So we shall see whether or not that turns out. Okay? Okay. I didn't know that octopus migrate. How, how, many, how long do I have to live before somebody's finally going to tell me that, that they migrate? That's really great. Um, <laughs> have you seen this uh, this is your world here I don't want to even think about 
hurricane hunters. Give me a break. Okay. <clears throat> Good morning, Andy. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Y'all crack me up. This is fun. So, turns out I should have known this already, but I don't. There is, in fact, an octopus's garden. It is not the one that Ringo Starr wrote about. It is named that because of him, not because of, of itself. But from the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute, frankly, people that we live live to listen to because they're always doing the most interesting research. Them in Woods Hole, got to go to the Atlantic for just a moment. But if it's the Pacific, I'm talking Monterey Bay. What they have done is, with their Nautilus Live project, they have observed thousands of octopus nesting on the deep sea floor off the central California coast. Now, this was really interesting, and they've been studying it now for about three or five years to see why it's so attractive, why they're there, and what the impact is on it. Well, it turns out that it actually accelerates the development of their babies. So this is a place for pregnant octopus, and in fact, it, the the, the Largest aggregation of octopus on the planet, which is why we're going to keep it a secret because we don't want anybody to go mess them up and invade them and, and destroy this. But it's all about the warm water from the hydrothermal springs on the base of the ocean that accelerates the development that gives them a reason to migrate to this place. And there are several of them, it turns out, around the world. I love that. I really love that. Um, this is this is at Monterey, California, but it's it's full of the <laughs> it's full of octopus making more octopus. Okay. Now on the other end, not so great. The British Antarctic Survey is letting us know that our beloved emperor penguin quality qu- colonies rather are not having a good quality of life this year unprecedented breeding failure in one region of Antarctica. And it, it is, in fact, the part where the, the there was just total sea ice loss. So, in other words, the parts of it that fell off, you know, we see the, the, the weeks and weeks later we get to watch that happen, when it happened, those kind of things collapsing. But the discovery supports the prediction that over 90% of the emperor penguin colonies are in deep trouble. And, in fact, may be extinct by the end of the century based on the change in their environment unless we do something to either send them somewhere else or prepare their environment or do whatever it is one that does. Some things cannot be shifted that hard or that quickly, and it makes a big difference. For example, we've talked here about the plants. We're going to lose some plants because they can't pick themselves up and move quickly enough to get away from weather that has stifled them. For instance, if your seed cannot be produced in temperatures above 70 degrees, you're kind of out of luck in this part of the world unless you can make your seed in the winter. There's some plates, some things that can, some can't. So Dr. Fretwell, the leader of this particular one, said, we've never seen this kind of failure at, in a, at this scale in a single season. And the, in fact, loss of sea ice means that the displaced chicks even have less area in which to survive. The ones that did survive have very less less effort, will have less successful efforts to find a place to live. That's unfortunate because they are beautiful. I know there are a lot of folks feel like we should just take, you know, go and go to the zoo and see them, but I, I hope we can maintain the natural environments. It's not the same. It is not the same. Well, this week's Garden Mama newsletter, um, just really quickly today, I have just a couple of moments to remind you about it. I talked about um, comparing legumes to beef. 
Yes, my friends, it's the great uh, impossible sort of thing going on here. And actually, we now have results from the University of Helsinki to tell us that the partial substitution, partial, of red meat with pea and fava bean legume type stuff, which is where a lot of the the plant-based products come from, actually does have enough amino acids and did not negatively affect bone metabolism. So if you're trying to convince your relatives that it's okay, this is a good story for you. If you really want to frighten your relatives, American Chemical Society is letting us know that vegan seafood is on the horizon. That's an oxymoron. Yes, that's right. This is plant-based material made, food made to uh, try to get us around some of the places that we are overfishing by producing a product that, for example, uh, this ink is made from microalgal protein and mung bean protein, and they have, yep, proof of concept calamari rings. See, we're back to the octopus. It all goes in a big circle around this world that we live in. They're going to present their meetings, and I presume their food samples at that fall meeting that I've told you about the American Chemical Society will be having. They are concerned about the limitations in upcoming availabilities of food and they're trying to find a way around it so there it is well we got lots and lots of things going on in in the garden this week i trust that you are continuing to water that you're thinking about planting for the fall that you've marked your calendars for october 7th and 8th for the fondren bottle tree garden tour and quite frankly that you'll get yourself back here again next saturday for a whole lot more of me and the garden mama show thanks lance thank you Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me. Yes, please. Depend on public benefits for health care, food, and, and housing. housing. To receive these benefits, I cannot have more than $2,000 in my name. With able, I can save for my future without losing my much-needed much benefits. benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before. But, but now I am, I am able. able. Visit MississippiAble.com to get started. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we are here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y insurance.com. 
Hey, Mississippi, the Second Amendment sales tax holiday is happening this weekend at Van Sporting Goods in Brandon. The first 100 customers this Friday and Saturday will be entered for a Bergara Carbon Rage rifle giveaway valued at $13.99. Reps from Beretta, Browning, Winchester, Benelli, Rattay, Christensen, Schwarzy, Scopes, and Fiosi will be on site Friday and Saturday. We have plenty of shotgun shells and $300 off Browning Original Maxis. Vans is also adding clothing and footwear to the tax-free weekend. Come see us this weekend at Van Sporting Goods in Brandon for the Second Amendment sales tax holiday. We'll see you there. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.